We got more details coming out of Chicago Bears training camp on this Friday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day, so this episode is primarily built around your voicemails. So we're going to talk about training camp and get into your voicemails right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So we got more details from training camp coming up. And it looks like, hey, uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore continue to build on their chemistry. You're going to hear a lot about that over training camp. I honestly probably may not even report on that unless we get something negative out, but it looks like they continue to get their timing together on the route. Uh, there were several defenders around DJ Moore, and Justin Fields was able to thread the needle there and get it done in the middle of the field. So, hey, listen, the the, the timing in that aspect of DJ Moore and, and Justin Fields' uh, chemistry is going to be hugely important, and that's for all the wide receivers. But another wide receiver outside of just DJ Moore that stepped up is it sounds like Tyler Scott, his explosive speed, took the highlight on Thursday's practice. Huge there. When you look at the uh, – on, on multiple reps, it looks like he was able to create separations from his defensive backs. He completely outran Michael Ojemudia uh, on, on one-on-ones several times. Uh, also looks like he caught passes from P.J. Walker and Justin Fields. Uh, uh, P.J. Walker specifically catching uh, Tyler Scott down on the sideline for a deep ball that, uh, that, that, that was connected on there. So, listen, uh, Tyler Scott is going to be given an opportunity. I don't know how much, right? But if his if that explosive speed is 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 rounding out and showing itself early in training camp, do not be surprised if Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus, for that matter, try to see if they can exploit that in some uh, matchups early in preseason. And then if he is successful in it, then we may see Tyler Scott early in the season. Now, Vellis Jones, our draft pick from last uh, season, seems like he also had a productive training camp on Thursday as well. Getting uh, uh create creating separation against Kendall Vador, who needs to get the hell up out of there on one on ones on a vertical route. Made a good over the uh, shoulder catch for a deep touchdown from PJ Walker as well. Um, and it looks like in the seven on sevens, he pulled down quite a bit of impressive catches as well. So it looks like Velas Jones may be making an impact. Um, in this one, it looks like he also filled some kickoffs cleanly in special team drills as well. So Velas Jones, one of the kind of I wouldn't really call it mysteries, right? But we kind of know what Vela's skill set is. The biggest question is how often and consistent is he going to be able to give that for the Chicago Bears? So it looks like he's starting to stick out some as well. Uh, Chase Claypool to keep going on the wide receiver mark as well. Uh, looks like he caught um, a, a pass against Tyreek Stevenson on one-on-ones on the 7-on-7 seven on, seven on seven portion of the workout. Now it also looks like him and Justin Fields, though, went 0 for 2 and it looks like uh, one was a drop by Chase Claypool, and the other one, uh, Justin Fields tried to fit it in a tight window between defenders, and uh, Claypool just was not able to bring it down. But again, working on that one. Um, it looks like uh, the defensive backs as well are really starting to show their 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 uh, skill set as well, so that's good to see. TJ Edwards also was used a lot in coverage and practice on Thursday in the 7-on-7 seven seven periods, and it looks like he stayed in his zone, patrolled that pretty well, um, and so he was able to, to you know, deflect the ball from uh, that, that was going DJ Mooney's, I'm sorry, DJ, Darnell Mooney's way, um, and so it looks like he's getting in position pretty well. It also looks like he was able to get in position to, to knock down a pass that was targeted to Khalil Herbert also. So there you go again. Uh, TJ Edwards is showing uh, his, his, his versatility and how the Bears can use him as well. 
Kyler Gordon was all over the field as, as well. Broke up an interception. Uh, we broke up a pass that was intended for Nazimba uh, uh, Webster as well. So there we go. It looks like he also was able to play, uh, do some pass protection with, on a play with Dante Foreman. Um, so, hey, listen, it looked like uh, Kyler Gordon almost uh, tackled Dante Foreman, um, but they heard the whistle and they stopped there as well. So Jaquan Brisker also showing his closing speed in coverage as well, was able to get in and break up a running play with Khalil Herbert trying to come up the middle there as well in training camp. So we're, we're hearing all the positive and right things uh, from training camp that we would expect to hear, right? And so I don't want to overlook it and act like, hey, we're expected to hear this, so that just means it is what it is. Don't want to make it sound like that, but it seems like everybody's fitting into the roles that we would want to see them in. Everybody's showing things. We're having a good competitive start to training camp, and that's really what you want to see. We're getting details out of today's training camp as well, but we'll cover that on tomorrow's mailbag. Well, Bobby and uh, C-Dub will because tomorrow's their episode, their mailbag episode. And then make sure you guys are stay tuned in as well when we go live Sunday and we'll go over the whole first week of practice uh, for the Chicago Bears in training camp. But it's Friday. That means this episode is meant to be mainly around your voicemails. We got the first voicemail today. Hey, this Bobby C. Dub, Nick here. Um, hey, I was I want to talk about the national media in general. I know that's a topic that you like to get into. And to me, it's as simple as this. It's like all these national analysts, they cover all 32 teams. Sometimes they even cover multiple sports. And it's like, how well can you expect them to really know a team intimately compared to, you know, guys like us that follow the Bears or somebody like Swift who does deep dives? They're just not going to know that much. All these people are, are their faces and their voices, and they have a team of fucking nerds that bring them bullet points on a sheet of paper, and they just regurgitate the opinion of every other national analyst, and there's like three preset opinions that they just kind of adopt. So I don't really care about what they say. And, I, I mean, there's nothing more that needs to be said about Colin Coward. You covered that. But I think we should cut the guy a break because it's like ever since uh, Pride Month ended, he's just been a little bit salty. I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's where I'm at. And then, hey, last thing, because, you know, we're talking about all the smaller Bears channels. And I remember a few weeks ago you said that there were no Packers channels. There, you know, not the any of note anyway. But there actually was one stream. Actually, I came up in my YouTube feed. This dude was doing a live stream. His Packers channel, I wish I could remember the name. It was like Green and Gold something, which, by the way, it's not Green and Gold. That is Green and Piss Yellow. They love to say Gold. It's Dehydrated Piss Yellow. Anyway, so I called into this guy's live stream. He was doing live calls just to talk some shit, to razz him a little bit. And uh, first of all, this guy's set was so unprofessional. He had, he had just like a Packers poster in the background. On his table, I shit you not, I'm not making this up, he had like size 11, Packers green and yellow uh, Velcro shoes. Like, I'm not making that up. He had them, like, loud and proud on the table. And the dude was eating a Slim Jim, and he was drinking a Spotted Cow on the screen. So I called in, and I started talking some shit about Jordan Love and everything. And this guy is going to call himself a Packers fan, enough to run a YouTube channel or a show, a podcast. And get this, he didn't even know that Jordan Love was a weasel. He had no idea what species his quarterback was. So that's the kind of people we're dealing with with the Packers. You know, we have dedicated, knowledgeable fans here in Chicago. They have these bums with beer bellies drinking on the stream and not even knowing anything about their players. So anyway, that's the competition we're up against, and I can't wait for September 10th. It's going to be fun. So, uh, all right, give me your thoughts. Chicago up, bear down. First of all, Nick, you are hilarious. I don't like. I don't know if that was pre-written or what. That was hilarious. Gold, a green, and piss yellow? Listen, I'm still in it. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm still in it. That you, you ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to ask about it. I'm still in it. Now, as far as the national media, 
I'm almost at this point at my wit's end talking about the national media. Everything that you said is right, right? They don't have time to cover each team in and out. They are given a list of bullet points by their producer. A lot of their topics are also chosen by their producers as well. So they're not even like with like how content creators do where we choose our own topics and we, we pick and choose what we actually have uh, topics on. A lot of the producers also pick it in. They'll come in. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith is really one of the only ones that also picks his topics because he's also a producer. But for many of these uh, national media analysts, their topics are chosen by their producers. They come in the morning and the producers say, hey, this is what you're talking about. Here's your bullet points. Get your thoughts together on it. That's, what, that's how it is. That's, that's how it's given. It kind of is what it is. I've given my piece on the national media, and I think that we have some of the best goddamn con- content creators in the whole NFL when you look at Bears content creators and all of Chicago overall, and that's not even just our network and Chi uh, Town Sports Central, which a website's coming soon. But um, ultimately, it's just that's what the national media is, bro. That's all I can say on that one. All right, uh, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Mike from Penn. Yo, gentlemen, it's Mike from Pennsylvania calling in with regards to the question: Houston, Clowney, and Gakway. I don't watch the All-22. I don't even know how to watch Bears film like Mike Singletary used to do. I don't know that kind of stuff. All I know is I've heard multiple times that Ngakwe is a little light on the coverage of running backs or running running football. Um, In our division, that's that's not working for me. Uh, Houston is a guy that he, he may be older, but he's putting up them numbers in the sacks, and he's out against the run. So he's the guy that kind of works for me. And Jadavian Clowney, he reminds me of Lennox Lewis, a guy with all the tools, but he's just doing, I'll just jab you, pop, 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 point, 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 pop, 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 point, point, point. And I'll just win this boxing match by outscoring you. I'd rather have Mike Tyson who is like, no, 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 no. I'm about to knock your lights out. I want, give me Houston to knock the lights out of these running backs from Green Bay. There you go, boys. Chicago up, bear down. Ah, burst. The defense, veteran defensive end options. You mentioned Houston, Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe. And yeah, Yannick has his own issues, right? And that's one thing that I, I like to make sure that I always bring up Anytime Yannick comes up is that I love what he brings pass rushing. There are questions and doubts about what he's going to be and how consistent he is in the run game. But here's what I'll say to that is that the the Bears run game was already an issue, right? And so I can completely understand that you do not want to make a a already glaring problem even worse with our running run defense by bringing in Yannick Ngakwe if he's not prepared to do it. Or the Bears could very well look and see what they have and feel like we're doing pretty damn good against the run. We feel that we're going to be good against run, even with Yannick Ngakwe's issues in the run game and sometimes lack of consistency there. They may say that. I do think, and while I had my initial thought process that I don't think the Bears are going to add a veteran edge, I still think it's not like this pressing thing where they're looking to add one before maybe even the start of the season. But I do think that we're going to get a veteran edge. I do think that one's going to be be added eventually, just when you kind of hear kind of the swirlings around. And they may look, go through this first week, maybe first two weeks of training camp, really evaluate. Ryan Poles may sit down with the coaching staff and say, hey, how do you really feel? What's your honest thoughts about how good our pass rush could could be this year? How complete is our pass rush looking? And if Matt Eberflus, Allen Williams come to the table and say, listen, uh, Ryan, we're going to be real. 
we need some help. I think then Ryan Pose is going to get a little bit more aggressive about going out there and getting that veteran edge help. That's kind of my thought process. Um, but overall, as always, Mike, I love your voicemails, man. Thank you for calling in. Keep leaving those. Let's get into the next one. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Shout out to you. Body of C-Dub, man. The Cognac boys. This your boy Fred, man. Hey, I like that orange bear that you was uh, rocking, man. I'm feeling that, man. You gonna maybe want to uh, go order me one as well pretty soon. <laughs> But check this out, though, man. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I think Khalil Herbert will have a breakout season. You know, he almost had one last season if he didn't get hurt, but I, I think he's going to have a 1,000 yards this season as well on the ground because that'll help, you know what I'm saying, take the pressure off Justin Fields to keep him from doing a lot of running like that. And I do believe my boy Fields, he's going to get 4,000 passing yards, man. And I think the Bears are going to do good. But like you said, when it comes down to the play calling, the coaches ain't got no excuses. Ryan Poles and put a team together. Only thing we got to do is go get an edge. So, Getsy, you ain't got no excuses why you can't open up that playbook. And Allen Williams, you ain't got no excuse why you can't be aggressive and send all types of blitz packages at a uh, at an offense. You know what I'm saying? The team this season. So, I think we're gonna be all right, man. You know, I'm not even you know studying you know the national media with them you know talking shit about the Bears because we've been getting that since Chicago been a football team since the NFL first came to the league. We always going to get hate where we go. That's just the Chicago and us. So, but low-key, I look at it like they love us in their heart, but they got to put out there that they hate us. But low-key, behind closed doors, they love us Chicago people, though, man. But I'm just looking forward to seeing the camp start. I'm looking definitely looking forward to seeing Vildoaz get cut. And who else we don't, we don't need on the team that ain't helping us do shit. So I think Claypool going to be okay, man. You know, he's he going to be ready, i say, probably not the first week. Maybe the second week of camp. You know, he just wanted to make sure that his body's 100%, and he want to be out there with the team 
to give us 100% as well, though, because too many people is hating on them saying that was a bad trade we made. We shouldn't pick up Claypool or none of that, though. We're going to be all right, though, man. I, and, and I believe that. You know, I know I said 11 to 6. I'm going to give us 12 and 5, though, man. I'm going to give us 12 and 5. I'm, I'm, we, we coming to hear everybody in their mouth. Everybody was talking shit about us, that doubted us, and that's fine. Like you said, we, 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 we earned that because we didn't live up to the expectation. But, hey, this is a whole total new different season. Our quarterback got a different mentality. He got weapons. He's ready to ball out, man. So, until then, Chicago up, better ass. Khalil Herbert to have a breakout season. Listen, if anybody's poised to, it's him, right? To say that he's going to have an over 1,000-yard season, I don't even think that that's that to me is not a shock whether he's starting or not. I think that we, yes, we put a lot on who's going to come out as the running back one. But I think either way, all three of these running backs are going to be given opportunities. I think specifically Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert are going to be given tons of opportunities right away, whether they're starting or the running back two. And we could see we could see a world in which we have 2,000-yard rushers this season. I think that that is a complete possibility, especially if Justin Fields doesn't have to run for his life as much to save plays. I do think that we can get that. But I think Khalil is set up for a potentially breakout season. Now, the bigger question is, and you have to ask yourself this, because not just the Bears, but what we're seeing overall in the NFL, if Khalil Herbert does have a breakout year, does that actually price him out of being a Chicago Bear again? Like, I just don't know if Ryan Poles is going to pay big money for a running back his whole time here, unless that running back is absolutely top two, maybe three, maybe four in the NFL. I, I just don't know. I think that that's the way that we're seeing the NFL go as well. It's not. That's why I say it's not just a Chicago Bears thing. This is an NFL thing, right? We live in an NFL now where, where kickers are being paid more than running backs. And not just running backs that are on the end of the bench. We're talking about running backs that are used heavily in the offense. And so, you know, that's kind of a concern there. But, I mean, I guess it's a good concern to have that you worry, hey, somebody could be so good and have such a great season that maybe uh, that contract's going to get ridiculous. I guess maybe that's a good problem to have. But, you know, but Ryan Poles is planning for all of this, and I think Roshan Johnson plays into that future heavily into whatever uh, we do at the running back position. But Khalil Herbert having a breakout year wouldn't really be a surprise for me at all. Now, as far as you saying that the coaching staff has no excuses, listen, I'm on board with that 100%. You ain't going to get no arguments out of me. I think that, yes, the edge, depending on what happens with that, but I think Luke Getzey and Allen Williams are coming in, and we need to see growth from both of those guys than what we did last year. We need to see better play calling from both of them. I, I, the, the defense, yeah, we lost a lot of veterans as that season went on, trading a lot of pieces that came in. The discipline I liked at the start of the season, but we have talent on that defensive side of the ball, and I think that uh, we have to get creative. If we can get to the quarterback, get some pressure. We'll talk about sacks after we get some pressures on some quarterbacks. I think this is going to be a big season for Allen Williams and to see his growth as the defensive coordinator. And I've been very much on record about Luke Getzey. Like, Luke ain't got no excuses coming for me. Everybody's healthy. Once Ryan Poles and Iberflew said everybody's healthy heading into training camp, I looked at it and said, Luke, I ain't got nothing for you, bro. I ain't got not a single excuse for you. Figure it out. We need to be a dynamic offense. Now, how successful we'll be in that is another question, but we need to start seeing that dynamic offensive play calling with the talent and the versatility that a lot of these players are. Hell, we can use, like, don't overlook, we can use Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, and Vellis Jones at times in the running game this year, right? In the running game. Like, we need to see a dynamic offense, and I think that's going to help us get creative. That's going to help us catch defenses off guard, and that's going to help us hit that ceiling. And, of course, yeah, we need growth from Justin Fields, but Justin Fields and Luke Getzey's growth are both kind of 
uh, uh, 1A and 1B of what I'm looking at for this Bears offense going into next season. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Book. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, this is Book, man. Blessings to you and yours. And I uh, caught a couple of the uh, training camp videos, man. And um, that one pass that uh, Justin Fields made to DJ Moore, man, I don't know if anybody really talking about it because I haven't heard it. But if you notice, when he, he gets the ball hiked to him, man, and he stepped back, man, he take like two steps, a hop, and he gets it out. So one of the things that everybody has been talking about that he does not do or that he has to do more, get the ball out quicker, looks like that he did that. Now, I know it's just the one practice, but, I mean, that's a good sign because on a few of those videos it looked like that he was getting that ball out a little quicker. So maybe that will translate over into the season. And uh, that's all I wanted to say, man. I just wanted to mention that. Again, man, good job to you and the boys, the Cognac boys, man. I love what y'all do. And uh, y'all have a good uh, upcoming weekend, man. Chicago up, bet out. Um, great point, great observation there. Um, from book, like, and I think that's going to be a key thing. And I've talked about that. Like, you can't expect a quarterback to get quicker with their decisions when they don't trust their offensive line. Justin Fields growing and having an offensive line that's hopefully going to protect him and him trusting in that is going to allow him to go through those progressions more. It's going to allow him to, you know, take that time more initially, but then make those quicker decisions, get quicker on that. When you have to, like, second-guess everything, it takes him away from that. And so I think that, you know, giving him more time, but at the same time, that helping him eventually get to the point where he's making these decisions quicker, that's the, that's the, that's going to be the key, right, for Justin Fields' growth and his growth with this wide receiver core. So, you know, that's you're spot on with that book. I have no issues in what you said, and I think, you know, that is going to be something that we look at with Justin going into next season is how quick is he making those decisions? And in that, is he making the right decisions quickly as well, right? And then even that with his legs too, when he makes the decision to run, right? Is he is he doing that at the right times or is he running where he could have, you know, maybe taken a little bit more time and got somebody open downfield? So, you know, Justin Fields growing as a decision maker, growing in the comfortability, growing as a play caller. We talked about, you know, just seeing him, want to see him grow with feeling more comfortable, changing the plays at the line of scrimmage. Those are the things that we're looking for from growth on top of that passing raw number um, from Justin Fields next year as well. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one is another one from Fred. Hey, so, Cognac boys, what it do, man? It's your boy Fred, man. Checking in with y'all, man. Love what y'all doing, man. Hey, I'm not disappointed about the Cole Komet signing how much money y'all offer him because in the way I look at it like, hey, you know, Cole Komet, you got to prove yourself if you a top tight end in order for him to get that big contract. Now, if he do have a breakout year, he's definitely going to get uh, – they're going to probably revisit his contract talk and probably give him a better no contract, though. So, I mean, Ryan Poles, he 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 doing what he's doing. I'm glad we did sign Cole Komet back, you know, especially during training camp because that was a smart, you know, business, you know what I'm saying, move on Ryan Poles and, and I'll give him fluke to that, you know. The Godfather is out calling him. Hey, man, I was mad, you know what I'm saying, being on y'all's show because, look, I'm going to keep it 100 a buck. You know, I, I go hard, you know, on the Bears, not just on the Bears, no, on anybody, especially people that be talking shit about the Bears. But other than that, man, you know, I think, you know, that was a good, you know, sign that uh, Ryan Post did. And hopefully that we do end up getting Yannick and Gakway because we do need another pass rusher. Because at this point, I don't trust Travis Gibson. But shit, you know, he always getting pancakes. He don't he don't get enough pressure. Like, I ain't seen Travis Gibson since he had seven sacks when he filled in for Khalil Mack. And it was like, after that, we ain't seen him no more. And he's suitable just to be a backup uh, edge rusher, though. 
Like, I ain't even going to bullshit about that. Like, he's more of a backup or more of a situation guy. Like, you just rotate him in. But as far as him being a starter, I just don't see it in him, you know. I can't wait to cut come because I'm looking forward to see Vildor being number one on that list, getting cut, hey, because I know you don't like him and I don't like him either. So I can't wait to get the get him the hell off our team, man. And I'm just I'm just looking forward to counting down Wayne to uh football star back up. Ain't shit on TV. I don't want to watch the White Sox because they pissed me off this year. So I'm just waiting, goddammit, though, the football knows that side up though. But yeah, I definitely like them signing Cole Komet back, even though he didn't get a big contract, but that didn't break the bank on us because we still got money to sign other players just in case we need, you know, got the team needs as well though. So Man, so I said call in, give a shout out to you guys, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. God go up, badass. Cole Komet signing. Listen, I've I've have two episodes now on it. I I feel like it's a great deal for Cole Komet. I understand some people say they're not as happy with it and say that they hope he's going to live up to it. And there's nothing wrong in that either. There's nothing wrong in telling a player or saying to a player, "Listen, cool, you got paid. Now live up to it." There's nothing wrong in that at all. And I think that Cole Komet is going to live up to that contract personally. Now, as far as needing another pass rusher, that's kind of been all the, all we've been talking about. I, I think the Bears are going to – we're going to see. Now, I know you say you don't trust Travis. I, I, I think that this team does trust Travis and Dominique Robinson, and they're trying to give them opportunities to show and approve before they bring in a vet that pushes them further down the depth chart. That's my personal opinion, right, because I think that this coaching staff and Ryan Poles, that they want to give them an opportunity to show that they're going to be able to bring enough this year before they go out and have to pay for veteran help. But I think that veteran help is coming. I think it's coming. But, you know, I'm not as down on Travis as you as you sound. But, hey, listen, it's like I said before, it's all fair to say, now show me. And see if Travis Gibson or Dominique Robinson, for that matter, show it this season. Now, as far as Vildor getting cut, listen, when Vildor gets cut, I'm dropping a special episode. I don't care. People aren't going to care. I'm trolling the hell out of them. Just be prepared. You'll see what I'm going to do. Let's hope that we get to see it because I'm tired of a door being on my goddamn team. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearCentral.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.